Good day, everybody, and welcome back to the House of Mario. This week, we're celebrating Pokemon's 25th year anniversary, and we have a very special guest. We've got Alex Harding, who is chief writer and editor at SwitchabootNews.com. Welcome to the show, Alex. Uh, exciting to have hello, you. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Yeah, exciting to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries at all. So, uh, we sort of got talking on Twitter, and I'm like, do you like Pokemon? You're like, yes, yes, I do. I'm like, excellent. Let's, uh, let's, I don't mind it. Let's have a bit of a chat. So, really excited to, you know, meet you and talk some Pokemon with you. So, looking forward yeah, to definitely. seeing what it's all about. Yeah, we only started talking about it a week ago. So, no, it's been, it's been a wild ride so far. Yeah. And you're a fellow South Australian, which always excites me when I can meet fellow South Australians that are into Nintendo and podcasting and video creation and all of that stuff. So, awesome, awesome yeah. to be here. Yeah, not much happens down here. So, you know, if there's one <laughs> other person from South Australia, it's like, oh, I, got, I got to talk to him. Yes. I got to meet him. Because <laughs> every, every now and again, I was like, oh, you're from Australia? Well, there you go. But South Australia, that's a, that's a real special one. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. Trust me. No. I've only got a few friends down here who, like uh, Nathan on our website, who joins us. Uh, but apart from that, like the, our other two guys are from UK and US, so not really much happens here. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I guess I'm just interested in our Switchaboot news just before we get into it. How did you sort of get into yeah. uh, doing the website and all of that? Well, the, the website itself is called Switchaboo. Um, we, but when we made the Twitter handle, we realized that Switchaboo was taken by like a seven-year-old girl. So then we had to make <laughs> Switchaboo news. I was like, oh, okay. okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like I actually recently did an article on this, like literally like a... Uh, four or five days ago or something like that. Um, it actually outlines the history of Swishaboo, basically, and it just kind of goes into all that. But in a nutshell, like long story short, um, I wanted to start writing. Um, I went onto a website called Upwork. Uh, there was, I, I applied for like 50 jobs. I got one, that was Swishaboo. And then it just kind of went from there. Oh, sweet. So you've always had like a passion for Nintendo and all of that or something that came around later or? No, I've always had a controller in my hand. Yeah. Like, that's just, if you see me, it's me with a controller yeah. or a Game Boy or something like that. That's, that was pretty much me. My, my family wasn't too much into video games. So I kind of like, I don't know, had to bug them and like try to convince them that, yes, I need this other, I need this other game. Cause then that transfers to this game. And it was all together and explaining that to people who have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> Especially on the Pokemon side of things. Like, you know what? I really need a po copy of Pokemon Ruby. I can only get Surviper in my game. I want a Zangu so bad. And you know what? A Groudon would be pretty cool too. And like your parents or your yeah. siblings or whatever, just be like, yeah, okay. Like, so what's the difference apart from that? Mm, uh, I like red as well as blue, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 you've got to catch them all. It's in, it's in the logo. Yeah, literally. Uh, so I guess uh, Pokemon was a big reason of why you sort of got into games and Nintendo and all of that stuff? Yeah, definitely. Um, we we grew up with, me and my brother, we grew up with Pokemon. So all the way back from Pokemon Yellow, I remember we had. Um, but I was always jealous that people had blue and red because then they could do the missing no. Yeah. And I was, I don't know, I wanted, I wanted 100 red candies and I couldn't get 100 red candies. Yeah. It was very upsetting. <laughs> I remember someone showing me that glitch for the first time and I'm like, oh my God, what, what the <laughs> hell? I thought it was awesome. It, it was. And then it broke your game completely. Yeah. Was that was like, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, that's the downside, I guess, you know. <laughs> you see something cool, just completely <laughs> des destroys hours of hard work and just uh, love. 
But, uh, you know, you, you got yeah, to pay that price sometimes. You're level 100 Articuno, though. Like, that's yeah. that's where the money's at. Or a level 120 Mewtwo. Like, come <laughs> on, that's pretty cool. That's how you get, that's how you get the girls. It's, it's how you get the girls. All the girls. Show, show game yeah, all the young girls at the time. You're, you're young, yeah. <laughs> so to, to jump into it, how old are you now? And what was one of your uh, first Pokemon experiences? I just asked age because uh, age does mm. determine of like, you know, when you come into the series because, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm 26, turn 27 next month. Uh, so born 94. Um, we grew up with, yes, yeah, straight away from Pokemon Yellow, but I was, oh, what would I have been at that time? Four or five? So it was more my brother's Game Boy and he had like the special edition Pokemon uh, Game Boy yep. where you had like the Pikachu and the Jigglypuff on the outside. And yeah, he just, it, like he played it all the time and I tried to steal it from him and he'd always get annoyed at me. But then I remember one time I, like he was at school and I was still like four years old, so I couldn't go to school at that point. And then I started a new game, but I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to save it, but I'm just going to play through it. Um, but then I did save it and I, um, he, he wasn't annoyed at me. He wasn't annoyed at me at that part though. He was annoyed at me that I erased Thundershock with quick attack. And I'm like, well, <laughs> well it's quick attack because it's a quick attack. I'm like, isn't that better? And uh, he wasn't happy with me. No. So then I got a Game Boy Advance. I, uh, <laughs> I, um, yeah. I, I, I um, grew up as an only child, so I couldn't even imagine someone tampering with my <laughs> Pokemon game like that. So, you, Yeah, it didn't go down well. No, it wouldn't. Um, yeah, so we're, we're the same age. I was born in 94 as well, so we're cool. similar age. But I um, I didn't get into the Pokemon games until a bit later. I didn't get into them until Ruby and Sapphire. So, um, Yeah, wow, okay. It would have been would have been pretty beneficial to actually have a, like an older brother or something who might have been into it. So I get into it a bit earlier, but I guess we all take the – a different path to the maybe the same outcome or something because we're all well that's right yeah we're all fans at the moment so it's all good <laughs> yeah did you go back to the old games yeah i did yeah i um i think i borrowed red off of a friend and then i i remember renting uh gold and especially like going back and at when you're a kid you know when you go back to older things you don't like appreciate them for what they were or whatever you just no. i sort of just looked at them and went yeah, the sprites in this look pretty bad, <laughs> and like stuff, stuff like that. But um, playing them when you're a bit older and appreciating like just all the things they did for the time, and being on the Game Boy Color and just having two regions in uh, the Gen Two games was just absolutely phenomenal. Like it can't be understated. And I could only imagine playing them when they were relevant, and just especially if you played the original games and going back. And uh, going back to the Kanto region, that would just be amazing. I, I really do wish I had that experience when I was a little kid. But um, oh well, well. The, the wonder of it was that again, I stole my brother's Game Boy because that was just what I did. Um, and I realized because he he did all the eight gyms in Johto, and then because we didn't have the internet back then, we thought, oh, that was the end of the game. Where's the Pokemon League? And we he had no idea. We didn't read the dialogue because we were what four and six. I don't know. And then. <laughs> Cause no one read dialogue back then. Yeah. Um, and then what I did was like, I don't know, I was just messing around with the game. And then I sailed right from New Barktown. And then I opened up the map. I'm like, oh, cause there's a guy there. Actually, now that I remember, there's a guy there who says, look at your map. And then I looked at it and I just dropped the Game Boy. And I was like, Corey, Corey, <laughs> look at this. It was amazing. Yeah. And like yeah, it was very, it was very similar as well. It was like broken down, uh, like simplified so they can fit it all into the one cartridge. But, um, yeah, and that was actually Satori Wado who did that. 
Like he he did the compressing and all that, and he, he he's the reason why that was like, that was able to be. Yeah, just like an amazing like technical knowledge to be able to fit something that is so important to the Pokemon series, especially for people in sort of our age group who. Uh, you know, discover that. And so it's like the sense of discovery in the Pokemon games, especially early on, was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, just with all the hidden secrets and that in there, and it was just amazing. And for him to be able to actually make that happen was just really a blessing. And it's just like the start of his legacy. Um, yeah. But, but with uh, with the, the Pokemon games, uh, what would be one of your, I guess, uh, favorite generations? And obviously you got nostalgia for the older ones, but... Mm-hmm. Would that would that uh, overplay maybe something that you really enjoyed later on in the series, or are you still like a, a Gen One, Gen Two uh, type of man? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always got nostalgia for the for the classics. Um, I would say my favorite would be Heart Gold, Soul Silver, like the Gen Two, but the Gen Four remakes of Gen Two. Yeah, they're always my my best. And I found the series kind of dropped off a little bit from Gen Six, uh, like from X and Y. I don't know. I think they went. I don't know, like it's the magic died a little bit, especially with the internet era and whatnot. It's still fantastic, and I still buy every game, you know, like on day one. But um, yeah, it, it drops off a little bit, and it's it's hard it's hard to you know maintain that staying power for twenty five years. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that point. But with Heart Gold Soul Silver, weren't they just excellent remakes? Like, oh my god, that is just exactly You're ridiculous what we wanted. And even going back to the sprite work now, it's just. A really beautiful, vibrant game. Like, I need to play through it. The the, the only uh, downside I see to Gen Two is just, just it's like a, it's, it is a pretty slow game, just with leveling, and there is, is like a fair bit of grinding involved. And even when you get to the Pokemon League, you're still in like your level forties uh, type of thing, maybe approaching yeah. level fifty. So like, it is a pretty slow and grindy game. But I think everything else about it is just excellent. Just like, the characters, the atmosphere is just phenomenal. Uh, the Pokemon they introduced, and uh, even, even the new features, like the features they brought with Heart Gold, Soul Silver. How, like, I forgot the name of it, but it was like a uh, the Pokemon sports game, mini games you could play, and uh, also vaguely remember. Yeah, I, I I remember looking at that. I forgot exactly what it was called, but you could like use your little overworld sprites and <laughs> sort of do like running races. <laughs> I think there was soccer in there. There was just like really random stuff, but um, oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, God, it's been it's been so long though. Yeah, and uh, having Pokemon follow you, like every single one, even in shiny form, was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, there's just so First many. into the Pokemon Center with with your massive Onyx behind you or your Lugia. Yeah, it's just like you should be. <laughs> like, oh, don't, don't mind him. <laughs> yeah, you should be a bit bigger. Like everything's just like shrunk down to that one size, which is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with Heart, Heart Gold Soul Silver, I uh, I was following that game from the very start. I was excited for. it what felt like years for that game to come out. Mm. And it, those were the days when uh, Pokemon games didn't have a worldwide release. They came out in Japan yes. a lot earlier. Uh, so what I actually did with that game is I pirated, I didn't, yeah, I did pirate a copy on my R4 <laughs> card. And for those who don't know what an R4 that. card is, it's basically like a, a DS card. You can put a, a micro SD in and you can just put DS ROMs on it. And I still bought a lot of my DS games because I'm a big, DS collected. That is the platform I like having physical games for, uh, especially. And I have got a lot of models of DS, so I don't pirate all of my games. Well, I didn't pirate all of my games, um, but I got the Japanese ROM like the day of release in Japan and put it on to my DS and played through the whole thing in Japanese. Uh, later on, they did have a a patch so you could put it into English, um, just like the battles and stuff. It wasn't the whole game, but 
played through it and I just had such a fun time. I couldn't read it or anything. And I can't remember how long it was. It might've been six months. It was like a long time before it finally got an English release in Australia. And I, um, I played through it all in English and I had just as much fun in English. And I played through with like maybe a pretty similar team, but I just really did enjoy playing that game. I was on holiday at the time in Tasmania so we're like driving around a lot because we're trying to fit everything in two weeks. So I was doing, I, I played the game like 20 hours over the two weeks or whatever, which was, which I felt was a lot of time. But these days I've, I kind of put that to shame <laughs> some weekends. <laughs> um, but yeah, playing through the game and having like some of my favorite Pokemon being Tyranitar, Heracross, uh, Meganium, like just there's some absolutely amazing Pokemon in the Johto region. And I can't I can't say anything bad about those games, honestly, apart from just like there's some areas where you've got to grind a lot and it slows yeah. down the game. But just a lot so- in Team Rocket areas as well. You'd fight like a grunt that had like six Raditars and they're all like level seven and just like, oh, just come on. Yeah. Just one, like one Raticate level 22, done. You're fine. Same XP. You would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, yeah, just. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a game I want to go back to, but, you know, it's one of your favorite games too. So I dare say you have a lot of sort of memories associated with it as well. Yeah. I used to, so I used to do something very similar, but I, cause at one stage I had heart gold and soul silver. So I had both of them. So what I would do is uh, a friend of mine had their own DS as well. So I would borrow their DS for like a day or something and get all the eggs. So like um, I'd get a Lavatar egg, I'd get a Dratini egg and I'd get all these Pokemon that I would really, really want. And then, hatch them all level one and then transfer them to a new game. So I would have, yeah. I, w- I would start off with, you know, like a level one Ella kid, tra- like Lavatar. And it would actually be really difficult at first, but as soon as they leveled up and as soon as they evolved, you'd be OP as heck. It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> it's like carved through, but it was just awesome because it got boring just, you know, starting for Cyndaquil and then catching a Pidgey and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've done all that. I've done all that. I wanted to actually have like the really cool Pokemon straight away and from, from a starting point as well. So like from their baby forms. And I just remember my my peak team, and I can't even remember if my copy still has it, but I think I put 250 to 300 hours into that one. And, yeah, wow. I did everything you could imagine into that game. And that was – that's probably the most I've ever most time I've ever spent with a Pokemon game, I reckon, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. Mm. Easy, by far. Yeah, 300 hours is uh, nothing to sneeze at, is it? <laughs> no. No, definitely not. My I think my biggest – game on switch is like octopath traveler 100 hours but aside from that you know 250 300 i couldn't imagine doing that now yeah yeah bit older you got responsibilities you've got to exactly i gotta pay rent yes you know my, my landlord doesn't like me paying with you know tyranitars po- i tried didn't yeah. work <laughs> poker coins whatever <laughs> currency nah. you have from pokemon yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they but- can go for it unfortunately so you know <laughs> that's, job. that's something i really enjoyed in the pokemon games too like just putting pokemon uh, from older games into your, like your new game, but yeah, uh, not necessarily ones you'd naturally run into throughout the game. Um, I always, yeah. I, I always enjoyed uh, in Ruby and Sapphire putting in like all the starters, like resetting, trading it to a friend, resetting it, trade it to a friend. So then you got all three starters, and then after doing yeah. that a few times, you're like, that was really cool having all the starters. That's like when you're a kid, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I feel like a kid. I am God. <laughs> yeah, I am God. But uh, after like a few times, you're like, you know what? I'm really sick of having a starter in my team. So straight away, yeah. get rid of the starter and playing through with uh, another team. And I've been recently thinking, like, I'd like to uh, start it, uh, start like Ruby or Sapphire or Emerald again 
and play through with a team just like with not very good Pokemon, but I haven't used before. Like, yeah, like I guess like Swellow and uh, Beautifly and stuff like that. Like the stuff you get at the start that will make the game a bit more challenging. Um, so that's, that's yeah, that'd be good. That's been that's been what's in the back of my head, but I don't think I'll be playing. I don't think I have the time to sort of play through Emerald at the moment, but. That's always the hardest part, isn't it? Just just having time to do it. Yeah. I mean, I'll be very tempted if there's ever like a re-release of like the older Pokemon games on Switch. I'll definitely do mm-hmm. it then. But um, we'll see. Do it with Let's Go? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens with a Let's Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, what about, so you reckon uh, sort of X and Y, the series started having a bit of a, a downwards turn. But just before yeah. that, Generation 5, that's a, yes. a generation that's a, it's, it's either hit or miss for a lot of people. For me, it's a big hit. But how do you yeah. generally feel about it? I love it as well. I reckon it's a hit for me too. Uh, it had more of an RPG story, which I yeah. very much appreciated, especially I was like a you know angsty teen at that point. So um, <laughs> I thought that was perfect for me. Like it really appealed to me. And what the, I think the rival had like the swift hair and I was just like, yeah, that's that's me. That was me at the time. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, I reckon it was perfect. Like, and it, it questioned a lot of um, philosophical, like morality um, topics as well. Like, really went into whole, um, should we be using Pokemon for this, even though they're our friends? Should we be fighting them? And I always thought, you know, as soon as I could think, you know, for myself t- for a certain point, um, I thought to myself, <laughs> isn't this just glorified cockfighting? That's what, that's all I thought Pokemon was. Like, and I still think that today is just glorified cockfighting. Um, so it really went into that and it really went into um, whether this is right or wrong and whatnot. And I, and I really enjoyed that. I reckon that was a good part of it. Yeah. I think it's like, there's a story when they're actually like, you know, saying something of uh, some consequence, like with Ruby and Sapphire, if you go back and have a look at like where the origins of the story come from in Japan, where the Hoenn region is, is based on, there was actually like sort of conflict between farmers on on the coast and the sea and there was like should we like there, there was that conflict of like the sea versus the land pretty much um so that they they sort of did say that through the games where but you know you wouldn't necessarily know it if you didn't go and check like check it out on wikipedia or whatever but with yeah. uh <laughs> black and white it's very much in your face like but it's pretty much like the like a peter organization saying you are bad for doing this put them down but it it very much does come to a conclusion at the end where, uh, you know, they were doing it not for that reason. It was they were doing it because they mm. wanted all the power to themselves. But just what you were saying yeah. on cockfighting, I uh, <laughs> like when you look at it. When you look at Pokemon at surface value, you know, you've got like Pikachu, like a rat, and he's versing a Charizard, who is a, also an animal-based thing. Yes, I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> like I, I guess, but. I really, I really do in my mind, just like, you know, Pokemon, they're not animals, they're Pokemon. Yes. So it's, it's fine. But if it was like, if this was, if it was a cartoon or a game based on like, Hey, look, it's uh, me in New York and I've got a dog and there's a cat. Let's, uh, let's make them <laughs> battle. It's like, okay, that's fucked up. That's yeah. fucked up. But Pokemon's just like, and the winner, get, the yeah, winner gets money as well. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Oh fuck. I better give you a 200 bucks. Congratulations, mate. You beat yeah. my Pokemon. I guess I'm walking back with no defense to the Pokemon Center. Oh, well. <laughs> See, as a player, we just we got no concept of losing a battle and having to get through all the way through a route back to a town to uh, heal our Pokemon. We don't know that struggle. No. All, all the other trainers no, in the game do. stuff. 
Yeah, it would be. It'd be terrifying. Yeah, like, I always imagine just like you just run, run back, like pick up a stick or something, and just like get away, get away. <laughs> just like trying to try to swat away like pidgeys and you know, or depending where you are, like yeah. big, big, massive beast. It would be like the first episode of the Pokemon anime where Ash is holding <laughs> Pikachu and he's just like racing back. He, you know, he stole Misty's bike. He's racing back to the Pokemon <laughs> Center. He's uh, got all these uh, Spiro just trying to kill him. And that's what we're doing to every single trainer as we're going throughout the region. Just like, that, that, you know, we beat them. They run off backwards on their bike, getting attacked by Pokemon. We're like, yeah, we got, you know, we got 20 bucks. That's pretty cool, eh? <laughs> that's a terrifying thought. And it's, <laughs> I guess when you think about it as well, like the other trainer's just like, yeah, you're on your own now. Go for it. Bye Good bye. luck. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy we're at the your- bottom of a cave, you know, seven levels down, you know. <laughs> Good fun. <laughs> it was their your fault. Pokemon's fainted, so you don't have Flash anymore. It's their fault. They just literally sat there yeah. and they in- engaged in the battle. I would be quite happy. You knew what you were getting into. Cave. Yeah, they knew what they're getting into. Don't we locked eyes. Don't blame. Yeah, don't blame us. <laughs> don't blame us. Uh, so yeah, you like um, black and white. That's good to hear. But why? Why do you? Um, with like you said, the the magic was lost in sort of the, the series going. <clears throat> I guess more online and. I think it has a lot to do with the 3D models and like the change of development a lot as well. But uh, do you enjoy the sort of uh, newer games um, a fair bit as well, or have you sort of just coasted off a little bit? I do. Like, I definitely still enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. And I, like I said, I definitely still buy them. Ga- like, buy the game day one. Maybe it's me getting older. Maybe that's a big part of it. You know, when you turn, you know, when you're in your mid twenties and you buy a new game, and it's, you know. And when it, when a series goes on for you know twenty five years, it's gonna lose a little bit of magic, and that nostalgia is not gonna be there anymore. But um, I'll still be there day one, and I'll still be buying new Pokemon games. Um, Gen six, I was really excited for Gen six. I remember like leading up to to the three um, DS, and I remember I bought a three DS. Well, actually, my ex bought me a three DS at the time, and because she re- knew I was really into Pokemon, and then I was like, but there's no Pokemon games for it yet, and then she got really upset. I'm just like, well, I got a three DS, so you know. You'll be all right. Um, they'll, but they'll come eventually, don't you worry? They'll come eventually, exactly. <laughs> They're not going to sit on that. There's money to be made. But, yeah, no, then I remember playing Jet, like um, X and Y, and I, I did really enjoy it at the time, but, like, looking back on it, it didn't have the staying power, I, I remember. Like, um, and maybe it was because I wasn't, you know, eight, nine years old and I was talking about it to all the kids, you know, at recess and lunch and whatnot. And, you know, I, I reckon that's a big part of it. So it's... Yeah. But I, I imagine kids that were eight or nine years old who grew up with X and Y, they would have had those similar memories. So they would look back on X and Y and think how we do for Gen 1 and Gen 2 and I guess Gen 3 as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, something you've got to keep in mind. Like they are making these games for, you know, like for kids to get into it. Um, But sometimes I just feel like there can be a bit more of give or a middle ground towards yeah. older people as well because that is what's going to make this series like super special for like generations of people and like you know you've got people like us who are like we're literally on a podcast talking about our just love and passion for this series so um it's it's only a, i feel like a benefit to sort of cater towards us as well and i don't necessarily like mean like a dark story or any of this trite yeah. stuff with you know violence or whatever that's not what i mean i just mean like and for the most part with sword and shield they are doing this but just offer us content to keep us in the game 
because there's a, mm. a, a lot of stuff trying to take our attention these days, whether it's, uh, you know, the latest show on Netflix or uh, the latest video game or even something like Destiny, which just has content revolving and revolving. Yeah. So there's lots of a uh, sort of competition for our time. So I feel like Pokemon, it's sort of, it sort of is uh, competing with that, but yeah, mm. the, po- the Pokemon franchise has always been a bit behind the eight ball. I reckon in a lot of ways. And that's, I guess that's, you know, Nintendo as well. They are very similar to that where they're a bit behind the eight ball. They kind of just go at the beat of their own drums. And then they, five years later, they look at what other companies are doing. It's like, that's actually not a bad idea. It's like, finally. Um, but I reckon the expansion packs with Sword and Shield were a very good step in the right direction. Like, rather than just releasing a third game, they finally got, you know, the point and that you don't have to release the third game, you just release DLC. Um, I haven't actually played those. I've, I've heard they're fantastic. But again, it's me being, you know, my mid-20s and being like, oh, do I have the time to go back into this adventure that I already finished and saw the credits for? You know, so I just jump into something else instead. Um, but I feel like, they are getting the idea and they are starting to modernize themselves. But then we see Sword and Shield and then we see the the 3D models and then they're like, oh, you know, could be better. But then you got new Pokemon Snap and that looks amazing. So Yeah, yeah. And that's been made by um, Bando Namco. So that's going to be yes. going to be a, a good, fun time, I, I feel oh, absolutely. like. Yeah. I, I was sort of like um, talking about it on the, the main show the other day and um, Bryce said, oh, are you keeping up with the news? Like with they were showing like mechanics of like throwing the like apples and stuff. I'm like, it's not really one of those games where I'm just gonna like keep up to date like three months yeah. or two months away from launch. It's gonna be one of those things where two weeks away, I'm gonna be like, yes, you know, it's two weeks away, getting excited. Check out a few videos and impressions and reviews and previews of whatever come in. I'm like, cool, but I'll buy it and I'll really enjoy it and um, you know enjoy it for for what it's worth. Um, but mm. when they're sort of trickling out news like months before. Like I don't know if I need to know all this just yet, you know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you you might feel differently, but yeah. No, I'm very similar. Um, especially like now that I'm like the age that I am, and like the internet's a big thing, and obviously we're in media as well. We kind of have to keep up with that in a certain to a certain degree. Yeah. But I still find that if I can go on media media lockdown for a little bit and just like just kind of shut myself off certain games and then it creates that magic again where you would just you would find a secret and it'd be fantastic or you know if you were keeping up with that you'd find it out a week before you even played the game so it's it's a bit of a bummer like that it's information is so readily available to us in that kind of way so yeah i i I, with pokemon new pokemon snap i will go on media lockdown i reckon um especially those i'm probably the opposite i would go on media lockdown two weeks prior to it and then not look at any reviews and whatnot and just play it um, and just kind of go blind with it. Mm. Yeah, because that's like with uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, I just wanted to hear nothing about it because on the lead up to Sun and Moon, that was notorious for being like, here's everything. Yeah. And when you get the game, you'll get no sense of discovery or anything. Um, so that that might have that might even be like my biggest problem with Sun and Moon in the at the end. Just I think it really did hamper my enjoyment. But um, e- even with uh, Sword and Shield, like a few leaks and that came out. I'm like, oh, just one just one cheeky look, just just <laughs> one little look won't hurt anyone. Uh, it was just I can't help myself, so I kind no, of no. Sometimes I, you just can't. <laughs> I kind of accepted that, but like, all right, just try not to look at too much, but. If it's there, you know, have a look at it a little bit. Just don't eat the whole buffet. That's it. You know, take a nibble, yeah. take a little snack, 
you know, dipping on the appetizer. But apart from that, yeah, don't try to don't try to ruin the game for yourself. No, no, because that's 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 the thing I enjoy most with Pokemon is just a sense of discovery and mm. uh, you know finding the new Pokemon, exploring the new routes, talking to the new characters. That's that's what I really do enjoy. And we've got years and years and years of knowing exactly what we've got when we go back and replay these games. So just try and enjoy the first yeah, moment that's it. as much as you can. Hopefully not for too much. Okay. So where were we? What were we talking about? Sorry, everyone. We had a bit of a technical hip up hic- up there. I'm having a bit of a hiccup in, inside hic of me as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think I was talking about sun and moon. Um, Like, yeah. So... A lot of the magic is kind of gone when you do when you do know everything that you're going into it, and and yeah, it just going back to you know Gen One and Gen Two, everything was a surprise, and everything was you know you talked about it on the playground, and everything was new and exciting, and like a massive secret is Mew behind the truck, is he not? And, you know that massive thing. So it's the rumors, and maybe that maybe that comes with our age as well, and that's just a change of it. And I I don't mean to you know speak negatively this entire entire episode about po- uh, Pokemon, obviously because it's a celebration of Pokemon. Um, but yeah, uh, and I, I do feel as though the Pokemon company are trying to cater to the older generation. I feel like they tried with Gen 4 and Gen 5 and even Gen 6 as well, where they didn't do, like they were very central to just the Pokemon in that region. And then starting from Gen 7, I think it was when they started to uh, re-release Pokemon, uh, like it, but like different variants of that of those Pokemon. So it's like nostalgic for us, for, but new for other people. So I remember Gen Five, Gen Six, and we were questioning a lot whether um, how a po- how the Pokemon Company kind of keep this fresh but still relevant to what we know. And I think they've actually done a really good job with that. Um, with Sword and Shield, I don't know the Gigantamax thing doesn't really hit home. I reckon like start seeing Godzilla po- versions of Pokemon. <laughs> you know, it's a bit. I don't know. It didn't do much for me. I really like it as like a um, a battle mechanic how it works and how it affects battle, how you can use any sort of Pokemon as your trump card. Um, I think it's really cool. Like the Gigantamaxing as well as is, is pretty cool like with different forms and that, but I think the Dynamaxing especially is a, a especially cool mechanic. Whether whether it's like um, cool visually, it's like, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's all right. It just represents that this <laughs> Pokemon's becoming stronger. But um, yeah, I really do like that any Pokemon's like, all right, it's time to Gigantamax my uh, like... I don't know anything, <laughs> anything yeah. that's not usually that good. It's like, oh well, now it's a threat. That's why I especially like about <laughs> it. But I think, I think to your point about we don't have the maybe the discovery that we used to, and I'm coming from like your point of view here. But uh, maybe it's just like you know, we're in our late twenties. We're getting to that age where it's like we sort of we we're not that far away from being younger. That it's such a long time ago. But we're getting into that point where we're like, oh, you know, we're getting into our thirties and. Starting to think like, oh, oh, Jesus. like should should I be should I be uh, you know should I have my head screwed on a bit more or should I, you know you're having all these thoughts go through your head. I know, I know, I am. I can't project that onto you necessarily, but <laughs> like turning twenty, like I know I knew exactly when I, when I turned twenty six straight away. I was like, God, it feels like I'm thirty, even though I'm only halfway through my twenties. Yeah. Then like going on to twenty seven, I'm like, hmm, I'm even closer to thirty. 28. Oh, even closer to 30. One more year. Yeah, I don't know why I think like that because it's still, you know, still years of, you know, four years away. But it's just well, uh, it. how we're wired. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But 
I um I I generally still feel like a lot of happiness sort of like discovering each region as we go around and Sword and Shield was no different. I just loved exploring the wild area and even the routes, even though they're like you know very linear, trying to get you to a certain town or whatever. But really did enjoy it. And in in the DLC, it was no different when they dropped them three three months and six months afterwards. Just absolutely loved going through them. So personally, like. <sighs> I still, I still absolutely love the series. It just, it fills me with so much warmth and all that. Um, yeah. But there was definitely that point where um, X and Y, I'm like, oh, this is a disappointment. But into Sun and Moon, I'm like, you know what? This is like my least favorite Pokemon game. And I feel pretty negative about it overall. The Pokemon designs are fantastic, but just how you progress through the region, I didn't enjoy it that much. It's just always talk, 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 talk. It's like, all right, now move on. All right. Talk, 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 yeah. talk. And the, the Pokemon games, you know, they've, they've had their talking points in that, but I thought this one was especially just like, all right, stop. We don't want you to explore yet. Uh, we're going <laughs> to talk to you. So, Oh, well, I just want to yeah. go in. I just want to go into the houses and meet the characters and say what's going on. I don't really care about this at the moment, but that that's just like my personal opinion. I've, I've talked to friends in that who absolutely love sun and moon and, I'm, to be honest, I'm jealous. I don't want to hate Sun and Moon, but well, I can't say I hate it, but I just really dislike it. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just uh, I'm glad that they went into like a different direction with Sword and Shield. How they, you know, the, the talking was still there, but they did let you sort of be free a lot more than usual. Yeah, Sun and Moon. I I've actually really enjoyed Sun and Moon. Um, I reckon from X and Y was a bit of a was a bit of a down point, but then it kind of went back up to me for Sun and Moon. Um, I hundred percent get what you mean about the talking. There's so much talking, uh, and it, it kind of got excruciating to a certain bit. And I think the second screen as well, like it was, it became a very um, I don't want to say Assassin's Creedy, but like very, you know, go here, do this, go here, do this, go here, do this, and it's just like you know. I don't need that helping hand the entire time. Like I just want to explore and I'll figure it out as I go. Um, and that was kind of the fun of Pokemon in a lot of ways. Mm. But I remember getting Sun and Moon for the first time and looking at it and that first cutscene where the camera shifts and that never happened in Pokemon games before where the camera became dynamic and like, I don't know, they, they must have hired someone who was like a, you know, had familiar familiarity with that. Uh, with like you know camera positions and directing and all that kind of stuff, and I just remember that and like it was it was just so dynamic and whatnot, rather than just having you know face down. This is this is this person. This is a dialogue box. So I don't know. Gen Gen Seven for me was a bit of a leap forward in a lot of ways. Not necessarily gameplay wise. I mean, you didn't have the HM slaves anymore, and that's see that was fantastic. Uh, that's amazing. See, honestly, I think um I think Sun and Moon offered a lot of great things. It's just uh. Mm that one major thing just, uh, you know, just made me go, oh. And even when they uh, yeah. they brought out Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, I um I haven't finished it. It's just too much of a drag. I'm like, all right, that's a uh, – I can't – For the most part, it's the it same again. game. Yeah. And I think with Sun and Moon, they realized that this doesn't work anymore, releasing a second version. It just doesn't work. So that's when they shifted over to doing the DLC for Sword and Shield. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that's the case because in the past with like uh, Black and White 2, like, oh, this is fantastic. Having a sequel to a Pokemon game, that's an amazing idea. Yeah. Keep that up. Then the next games, they, they just didn't. They didn't even have a second version for X and Y. It's like, okay, 
Well, that <laughs> that's fine as well. Just develop something else. That's fine. But with uh, Sun and Moon, I, it was such a step backwards. Yeah. Um, I understand like the position they were in. Like the next system they were developing for was the Switch, and uh, they needed something. They couldn't wait until 2018 necessarily. They had Pokemon Let's Go in development, so that was their big year, the big Switch debut. So they needed something a bit quicker for the following year. Um, so you can see why that would be a lot easier yeah. to develop because it just it obviously didn't take that long <laughs> to develop Ultra yeah. Sun, Ultra Moon. Absolutely, and the Pokemon Company weren't. I remember this was an article ages ago. The Pokemon company weren't really keen on the Switch and they didn't that Game Freak hadn't really developed for home consoles before. So you can you can definitely see that in Sword and Shield. Um mm-hmm. that they're not all that experienced when it comes to that, but considering how much of a multi-billion dollar company uh the Pokemon company is, you think they would have hired a few extra people just for polish sake. Yeah, and you can see where uh, Game Freak and Pokemon Company are coming from. It's like, we can make millions of dollars off of, uh, you know, this platform. We don't have to spend a whole lot of money on assets. Obviously, they're big games, and it takes years to develop these games, characters, stories, Pokemon designs, all of that. But as far as this is like, uh, I guess, the, the technical prowess of the games, a lot of, uh, a lot of power doesn't have to go into it. So you can see when they Nintendo announced the Switch, you're like, oh... Oh, here we go. <laughs> We've got to put it next to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We've got to put it next to Super yeah. Mario Odyssey. We've got to, you know, also, you know, what Capcom's doing with uh, Monster Hunter and stuff. It's like, that looks really good on Switch. And that yes. is uh, that is like huge competition in Japan um, as well. I, I know mm. that Monster Hunter was on 3DS as well, but it's just it wasn't as beautiful as it will be in um, March this year. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, it looks incredible. Yeah, I th- I think they'll learn a lot from Bandai Namco with um with new Pokemon Snap because that looks incredible. That game, like it just looks ridiculous. So knowing that that's coming out and the Pokemon company, well, Game Freak, sorry, should realize that you know that's where Pokemon could be or rather should be. But then I, I guess going back to the original Pokemon Snap, but they didn't really care all that much because they were just happy releasing their games on Game Boy. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Pokemon Snap is it looks really nice, but it is a completely different game. Like you're, For sure. Like you're literally on rails looking looking around comparing to a RPG with hundreds of models and characters. Oh, and that's right. Dialogue and all of that. You, like, you know, you got to... You, I guess, yeah, got to have a little bit of sympathy for Game oh, Freak for sure. trying to develop the games. But um, <laughs> in the in the, uh, the Pokemon games, how do you tend to play them? Do you play through them like, oh, that was a fun story? jumping off now or do you stick around and uh like shiny hunt or breed competitive pokemon <laughs> or complete your pokedex how do you generally play your pokemon games i am the casual po- i'm as casual as you can get when it comes to pokemon you are the filthy so, cash okay i am the filthy cash absolutely <laughs> as soon as i see those credits it's i don't know whether it's a psychological thing or what but as soon as i see credits in the game i i just i'm done with it like that's that's the end point because so like I don't want to go and you know catch them all. I, I was never I was never that big on catching all the Pokemon. Um, it was rather just this is my Pokemon, this is my team, um, and this is who I'm sticking with. And I like that in terms of um, like getting close to those Pokemon and just like building that relationship, even though it was just you know, it were just sprites on the screen. Um, and that's why I've been trying to do Nuzlocke challenges recently um, yeah, cool. because that had like it, and it just creates that more of a um you create more of a connection with Pokemon and especially when they die, well, die quotations. Um, 
I don't know. Like it's it's a lot more meaningful when there's a lot more uh, pressure to to win per se. Yeah, I remember I tried a uh, a Nuzlocke on Pokemon Emerald, and I had it on a randomizer. Uh, oh yeah, which was just an awful idea for like my first <laughs> first go. I had it on a randomizer, and I got to the first gym at uh, Roxanne's gym, and I just got completely rolled by like. Because it, it wasn't just a random Pokemon. It was random moves and random types. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, okay. I just like went completely balls to the wall with it. Like, I'm like, let's see how we go. And I just got absolutely smashed. I think um, like there was some random ability which just like hindered me from being able to attack. And I remember I remember like I was like a little bit embarrassed. But like thinking thinking back to it, I'm like, you know, just do it. Just play through the game normally and do a Nuzlocke. Don't yeah. do... Uh, a randomizer, but I think at the time I was watching like a randomized uh, a let's play, and it was just absolutely hilarious to watch. So I think I wanted to give it a go myself, <laughs> but yeah, I think I need to give it a go, a Nuzlocke a go. But the, the only problem I see with Nuzlocke is just like unless you're doing it on stream or something like that, just playing it like at home on the couch doing a Nuzlocke and your Pokemon dies, you're like, okay, I don't know, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't see it being that fun without actually. I guess maybe doing a let's play or something, which is I don't know if that's weird or not. But how, how do you sort of find that? Do you, are you honest with yourself when a Pokemon dies? You're like, like that. You're just sneaking back. No one's watching. It's <laughs> 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 all right. Ch- Chance is all right. Just be like, you're right, mate. Like, look around, left and right, left and right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I for the most part I am. I do I do remain honest with myself. Um, I have been very upset before. Four, you know and losing my starter pokemon it's just like oh, it's all downhill from here because when you when you have like three pokemon faint there's no coming back from that like how like then from that point you have to get other pokemon that's that's from your pc and you know they're pidgeys and spiros and all that kind of stuff and raditas and then you're constantly grinding to get them up and then once you've got them up then you go out again and then three of them die straight away it's like oh yeah, I like uh, I like watching uh, people on YouTube who do the let's plays and then like they lose against a gym, four Pokemon are down or like whatever the circumstance is. Like, okay, well, <laughs> guess I've got to grind. <laughs> then they just edit in like, yep. all right, this is my yeah. se- second attempt, not the <laughs> fifteen hours in between there where it's like, all right, I've got to rebuild this whole thing and grind them up. Um, might be a good idea in Sword and Shield because it's um. Maybe a lot easier with the candies and stuff to, to do it these days. Yeah. You're just like, all right, That's eat, true. eat some candies, boys. We're having another go. <laughs> I guess uh, maybe just to let people know what a Nuzlocke challenge is, I just uh, quickly looked up this on Bulbapedia. But for anyone who doesn't know what a Nuzlocke challenge is, uh, the Nuzlocke challenge is a set of rules intended to create a higher level of difficulty while playing Pokemon games. Many challenges feel that the rules also serve the purpose for encouraging the use of Pokemon the player would not normally choose and prompting closer bonds with the player's Pokemon. So there's like a few rules in there. You've got to nickname your Pokemon once a Pokemon faints. You've got to put it in the PC and never use it again. And uh, there's um, a few other rules as well, but they're the, the two main ones. And I definitely feel like it does help you discover new Pokemon because you go through and you're like, you know, I'm not going to use Wormpool. <laughs> don't want to use him. <laughs> um, but then you use him and evolves into a Dustox. You're like, oh, this is actually, you know, pretty cool. And I wouldn't have used him before. I'd, didn't know that he was actually a pretty good, you know, poison type and all of that. And I feel like it's a, it is a fun way to play it, but I just, yeah, I feel like I need to, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I need yeah. to ha- maybe have an audience to keep myself 
honest. I think that's honestly where it comes down to. I'm like, because <laughs> I feel like I put so much work into it. I'm not just putting you into the box. I can't be bothered doing that. I, I well, honestly, that's right. I honestly wish it was a, like built into the games, but I think uh, I think at Game Freak they actually hate the idea of it. So uh, they would, yeah, they absolutely would because. <laughs> Yeah, like the, the the thought of some, the thought of a Pokemon dying. I mean, they only explored that in Lavender Town, and I think that's about it. I don't yeah. think they ever they ever did that. I mean, Pokedex, Pokedex entries are they're messed up. Like a lot of them are messed up. But yeah. aside from that, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen? Uh, it's a YouTuber, uh, Jay Wits, and yeah, he yeah. he reads that. Yeah, and he reads out all those um, messed up Pokemon entries. Oh, love them, so good. Um, but yes, yeah, aside from that, they they're generally quite PG. About a lot of things. Every ghost, but, every ghost types, like you know, like even even Drifloon, like I like Drifloon. He's <laughs> cute. It's like, he, like it lures kids, then it picks them up, takes them to height, and drops them to kill them. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, says <laughs> <laughs> like, that in the Pokedex. Like, I know it's just like one person, like one depressed person, like sitting in a room all on his own, and he's just writing all these Pokedex entries. I'm like, get that guy some help, man. Well, the he, thing he, he needs to speak to someone. The thing is, they were probably perfectly mentally healthy before they started writing those Pokedex entries, but <laughs> they got assigned to writing ghost type entries, and then yeah. it's downhill from there. The, you know, the part- see how deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> yeah, the partner left them because like they're just they can't be emotionally attached to anything anymore. <laughs> you know, they don't enjoy their favorite food anymore. It's like, oh my god. Just maybe, maybe the next series move them on to fairy types. You got to keep it going. You got to be a bit. Oh, more. you got you to keep it bubbly. Yeah, Please. you got for for that person's sake. You've got to you've got to have some fun fun with it because my god, it just gets real depressing real quick. Yeah, you can imagine it's just like the one golf guy's like, yeah, man, I just like wrote this horrifying, <laughs> horrifying Pokedex entry for this little balloon, and uh, it was really funny. I'm sure it's going to be in many <laughs> YouTube videos in the in the future. He's like, just slip, just slip this in. Don't tell the CEOs. Just, just slip it in. Yeah, just, <laughs> just slip it in. <laughs> yeah, you can just imagine just, they're just like, man, all these ghost type entries are just ridiculous, and we, we don't want those in our game at all. Not, not at all. We're a very friendly company here at the Pokemon Company. <laughs> Indeed. So I guess uh, that's somewhat the video games covered. But the Pokemon anime, did you? Were you into the Pokemon yes. anime as a little wee lad? Uh, yeah, I think I stopped at Gen 5, honestly, because I went back and, you know, as a, as a 16, 70-year-old and had to watch it by myself and, you know, as in secret. So, I was, so you know, <laughs> people thought I was still cool. But, no, I, I think I stopped around the end of Gen 5 and then I, I tried to watch Gen 6 and it was, uh, I don't know, I kind of lost interest at that point. But, yeah, I watched it religiously back in the day, All right, so, um, especially Gen. So did you watch it all the way from when, like, you were a young kid until... Like was it two thousand and eleven or something? Did you watch it that long? No, I watched it to probably about Gen three, so like uh, two thousand four, two thousand five, and then I stopped, and then I went back and watched it. Okay, yeah, and I was like, this is very childish, <laughs> but it's still entertaining. Yeah, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, and when the voice actors changed, it was obviously a bit jarring at first, but it actually it actually grows on you. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, no. Like, uh, I'm, I remember in Gen 3 when the voice actor changed, I'm like, oh. Yeah. But, like, nowadays, like, she does a fantastic job. She sounds like the Ash we always knew. Like, sounds really good. Yeah, that's right. And Veronica Taylor, she's always going to go down as, um, you know, that iconic voice for Ash. But, 
yeah, I, I think the new the new voice actor, well, she's not really new anymore because um, she's. I think she's been doing it longer than Veronica Taylor ever yeah. did now. Yeah, yeah, she's been doing it since 2006. <laughs> been doing it yeah, wow. Going on 15 years. That's another anniversary for her. Um, but all in all, yeah, I, I think she's doing a fantastic job. And although it is weird, I, I remember Sun and Moon, I don't watch it anymore, but like I remember seeing bits where Misty and Brock came back and then you hear their voice and like, that's not Misty. Yeah. No. Especially in the completely different animation style where it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it is jarring, but it, it's, it's a really cool throwback how they went on like the day trip to Kanto and checked out their gyms and that. I thought that was a really sweet episode if, if you've seen it. Mm. I know of it. I know yeah. of it. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like the, every now and then between, uh, between the, the animes, like you got that transition in between it. And yeah, they would do those episodes. Not they would be one of my fa- they would be my favorite episodes. Yeah, I think that I thought they were really really good. Yeah. Do you have like an episode you remember vividly in your head, like as your first Pokemon anime experience you watched? Because I, I I've uh, said this before on the show, but I remember uh, being in the motel room, turning on TV, and that was the very first time I was exposed to Pokemon. It was the episode with Paris. Um, trying to evolve into Parasect. And I just remember those oh, yeah. big, beating, gross eyes <laughs> and uh, seeing Pikachu and Ash for the first time in the battle scene when they're doing the battle. It's just like in my head. And I remember pretty well. Um, and whenever I watch that episode, it's like a deep, deep nostalgia. Um, so do you have Because any- that's when Charmander evolves, doesn't he? Uh, no. no. No? He doesn't go to Charmeleon? So I, I can't remember the synopsis of the episode necessarily. Um, yeah. But basically they come across this trainer. They've got a Paris. She's trying to get it evolved mm. into Parasect because they need to use its, I don't know, yeah. its spores or whatever. to a make spore medicine. or something. Yeah, spore for medicine for the village or whatever. So they're trying to like yes. make it battle against Pikachu and all that. And I just, I really love that episode because it's just like in my head like, I remember just my yeah. emotions of being like, hey, what is this? Like, I remember just seeing Pikachu and being like, this is something I'm interested in. And <laughs> here I am at freaking 26. <laughs> Still no talking shame. About it. No shame. No, I got no shame. I got no shame. If I, nah. had, if I had shame, I wouldn't be uh, putting like stuff like this on the internet. There's, there's no shame at all. Well, that's right. I was an angsty teen. I had shame. And then I turned in my early 20s. I'm like, <laughs> there's no shame anymore. Yeah. There was only a few, honestly, there was only a few years at high school where I'm like, you know, I'm I'm hiding it. I I remember yeah. I remember being in Target with a, I went to get Pokemon Pearl, and uh, you know one of the kids from school came in and he was like one of the cool guys. You know he played basketball and football and stuff. So oh my like, oh oh shit. So I actually like went and yeah. hid it behind some stuff on some shelf. I'm like hey hey man how how you going? And we like <laughs> we sort of like hung out for like ten minutes or something. Like checked out the Xbox 360 demo and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And like oh yeah cool cool cool. Then he's like, man. Play some cod. Yeah, it's like, yeah, see you, man. Bye bye. Like, get it out, go to the checkout. <laughs> Instead of just being like, yeah, you know, I'm here getting the new Pokemon game or whatever. Like, nah, couldn't do that. But it was only like. He probably a- would have been keen on it anyways. Yeah, well, probably. It was only like a few years later where everyone's sort of come to the conclusion, man, like, you know what? I either think Pokemon was cool and I'm getting back into it, or I never got out of it. So, like, we had like a big yeah. group of our friends who were into games. We, we had DSs and you know, all the other consoles as well. So, uh, that only lasted a, a few times, but I just, I guess while we're on this, uh, if you are younger, don't worry about what other people think. If you're into Pokemon no. or some weird cartoon, it doesn't matter what you're into. As long as it doesn't affect anyone else in a negative way, it doesn't matter. That's right. So you liking Pokemon or whatever it is, 
there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. I know it took me probably a year or two to sort of get over that, but I know some other people it might have taken like until like early 20s or something. So how yeah. did it last long for you, that sort of stage? Yeah. Yeah, probably 2021, 20, and I went yeah. back to uni and everyone, everyone was playing Pokemon. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. All right, I can join in now. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the massive Pikachu. Ah! Oh, um, exposed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback on that sentiment as well. Um, definitely your interest is your interest, and you should, you should embrace that more than anything. And, um, don't let anyone think or don't let anyone tell you make you think that what you like is wrong because it's our interest like you said as long as it's not hurting people and long as it's not um uh like offending people and you know derogatory in any kind of way um as long as as long as it's not that you enjoy what you enjoy that's 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 the bottom line and when you turn when you're in your early 20s and mid 20s you'll realize that people don't care people really don't care no. And if they do care, and if 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 they um tell you that you're wrong, then there's they're probably, you know, they're probably they probably like it as well. They'll probably go home and they'll probably watch their own stuff, and that other people might judge. And yeah, yeah, because like this is completely unrelated, but this is a this is a probably a moment in um, I can't remember when it was, but it might have been early twenties or eighteen or something. But I was up late. I was and this random documentary came in, and it was a. It's, this isn't like it wasn't a PG one. It was about like people's sex fetishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like this guy who liked sleeping with inflatable pool animals. Okay. I'm like, you know what? Sure. Do what you got to do, man. Like, do what well, you got to it. do. It's not hurting anyone. It makes him happy. That's all good. I don't understand it whatsoever, <laughs> but it's okay. So. Liking like a video game or whatever is like on the bottom of that barrel. You know what I mean? So <laughs> exactly. It's like you know. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's okay. Would I go on a TV show and talk about it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But here I am talking about Pokemon on a podcast. So I don't know. Yeah, people's well, views on things are different. Well, I'll tell you what, this is a we're on YouTube, man. This is going to be uh, <laughs> this is going to be it's, main, it's mainstream. It's mainstream. You know, going to get oh. more, more views than Channel Nine. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> All my high school friends are gonna gonna message me. My inbox is gonna be full, isn't it? Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Dude, you're into Pokemon. That's just ridiculous." Then you'll then you'll then you'll regret all of your decisions uh, for the yep. last twenty four hours. Down. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. So actually, yeah, that's to. I want to uh, I want to talk to you about the Pokemon trading cards. Did you ever get into the trading cards that much? A little bit. I tried to get back into it at some point. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really my jam to be honest. Uh, I, when it came to trading cards, I was more into Yu Gi Oh, and that was my yeah, cool. that was my big thing. Yeah. So See, I um I just had like a handful of them, and I kept them in a binder, and I looked at them every now and again, but never really played yeah. them or anything like that. Um, but this is this is what I'm really excited to ask you about because you're a fellow South Australian. Did yes. you ever get the the 3D Pokemon? Uh, holographic cards in the like smith's chips did you ever get into them oh it's vaguely familiar it's very very vaguely familiar i don't think i ever got the pokemon cards though i think i remember the Yu-Gi-Oh tarzos yeah and so, they were great yeah so there was like a bunch of stuff like the first ones i ever collected were the pokemon ones then there were digimon ones uh then yeah. there was like those dragon ball z tarzos Yu-Gi-Oh tarzos there was simpsons pickers 
where they had like Velcro on the back. Oh, yeah, they they were fantastic. They were. I love them. Um, I got no idea where they are. I wish I knew. But um, the Pokemon <laughs> ones that was uh the anime and those little cards you got in the chips. Basically, you could like look at them in like different angles, and the Pokemon would move, or it would like cycle through their evolutions depending on what angle you're looking at it. And was that in collaboration with Pokemon Stadium? Yeah, so it was the, the Pokemon Stadium 3D That's models right. on these cards. And at That's the, right. I do remember yeah, that. At the time, I didn't um, I didn't have any friends with a Nintendo 64 or anything at the time, so I wasn't playing Pokemon Stadium. I didn't actually know they were Pokemon Stadium. I just knew it was Pokemon. And I was just yeah. obsessed with collecting these cards, and I just had so much fun. Like, I got them out the other day, and I'm just, like, looking through them. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, this is heavy nostalgia. Um. And Maybe worth a lot of money, especially if they're still in the sleeves. Yeah, I don't know if they're worth that much money. I've got no <laughs> idea. Like mine aren't in like the most amazing condition. I like I used them a lot as yeah. a kid. Uh, it's, it's, it's honestly like one of my uh, not not regrets, but I really do wish that I got the binder for it because for whatever reason they were exclusive to Foodland, the binders, and the binders included like a <laughs> a limited edition uh, meowth. That was only with the binder. And I wanted the binder just to keep all my cards in and, you know, just keep them nice. But uh, they didn't have any stock. So I never got a binder and I could never complete my collection, which is with this Meowth with a special yellow border around it. Uh, That's really upsetting. Heartbreaking. So you ne- you never you never uh, collected them? I think at that point my brother did. Yeah, okay. And my older brother. So I don't think I ever did it per se. Um, I think I just looked at his... And because that was mainly what happens. Um, so he was he was the one with the Game Boy. He was the one with the cards and all that kind of stuff. And then when I got into cards, and especially when I got into Pokemon, it was I associated Gen One more with my older brother, and then Gen Two was kind of like my own thing. And that's where I really got into it. Um, per se, uh, I do remember one moment where I was hanging out with a friend, and we were playing Pokemon cards on, uh, like we were battling. Uh, on the, I don't know, it was just like a sidewalk or something. And then a huge gust of wind just came in and it all went. <laughs> and I think that just soured my experience the entire time. Like, unless you're on a table and, you know, all set, you got the whole setup and everything, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, just the image of Pokemon cards just flying in the air is just constantly ingrained in my brain. And that's just really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Did you ever get, did you get them back or they're damaged or what was the. the I think result? so. I. <laughs> Honestly, can't remember. Just a tornado I I comes. Out for a moment. You just see your deck spiraling off in the distance. <laughs> like, oh no! It's like a PG Gus in the first in the first Pokemon episode. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, there they go, Charizard. All right, there he Yeah. So I think back to like that collaboration they did with Smith Chips, and um, it just like highlights how uh, I guess susceptible to marketing I was. Just like their collaboration, put some cards in the chips. You know, got the anime. Then I just was, you know, deep into this series. Oh, ever it works. Since. It works. It works too well. And I've got to, I keep that in mind as well. Like, you know, you can't eat up everything they give you. And like a lot of the time, even like early on in this uh, conversation, we are, you know, we love the series. So we are critical when it comes to uh, like, especially like the main series games. We're talking about how we like with Sun and Moon and that we had our grievances and stuff. So it's not, it's not all just like, you know, bending over backwards and just accepting everything. No. Yeah. But like with all the negative stuff I've said, um, which was probably actually more negative than I intended to be on this episode, <laughs> like by far, I 
love the Pokemon series. I have such a such a deep admiration for it. Um, and it's always going to be a part of my life in one way or the other. And soon, when I eventually have kids, um, you know, it's the first thing I'm going to show them, I reckon, is like po- like classic Pokemon, the new Pokemon. Um, yeah, it, it, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to carry through those generations, absolutely, because it's timeless. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things uh, when I have kids, it's going to be something I introduce to them. And I, I do try and keep this in mind because I know, like, for example, with maybe like your dad, like, like you, back in, say, the 50s or something, like they'll be like, oh, I'm in. Like your dad will be like, I'm into cars. I'm into this. My son is gonna absolutely love it. Then, like they yeah. have their son, like computers and that, and son's more interested in computers. And it's like, oh well, I guess we don't have anything in common. Then, like the next generation, <laughs> like they'll be like, oh, I'm into computers and that. And then, like something else comes along. So I'm, I'm very much of the sure. mind that when I have kids, there's gonna be something new that I don't quite understand. And I've, I've I have sort of gone through that experience with my partner's younger brother. Um. I'm like, oh, I'm into video games. We're yeah. going to have such a great time bonding, playing together. It's going to be great. But then, like, you know, Fortnite comes out. I'm like, I really, <laughs> I, don't, I really don't really understand it that much. Like, I get it. I, like, it's a battle. I've played it. It's a battle royale and that. But when it comes down to, like, uh, I guess the culture and everything around it, yeah. I'm like, I'm lost, man. <laughs> so I get, <laughs> I can only under, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when I have kids. So I don't expect me being into video games and all of that to. Um, necessarily I've got that instant connection, but yeah, if, they, if they do fall in love with Pokemon and all that, I've got a, you know, a lot of games, a lot of toys and that's a lot of cards. Yeah. And even, even with my um, co-host, uh, his daughter, uh, you know, she, she's showing interest in Pokemon. She likes watching the cartoon and she has a switch with a couple of Pokemon games on it. And it's just really quite beautiful to see. Mm. And that's when like this really, um, this series really does show, like how special it is because there's a there's a lot of other series in the industry that are great, but none of them span as wide as Pokemon do. You got like some you know guys in their forties who are super nerdy and all of that, and you have you know, young girls and that who are getting into it now, and even at the point when they're competing in competitive uh, competitive battling and stuff as well. Like it's just it's it's special, man. Yeah. It really is, and uh, yeah, just it's got it's got that broad appeal, and I reckon it. it, it like I was saying, it is timeless. I reckon. I reckon it will go on and continue. It just depends on how fresh they keep the games, and um, as I was saying before, whether they can keep innovating in fun but still recognizable ways. Yeah, and it's it's getting to the point now when where like the games are always at the forefront for me, being like the mainline games. But now with like Pokemon Go and like just like how many millions and billions of dollars they make on just merchandise alone. You can see, yeah. you can see now with like Sword and Shield. You can see those games, honestly, not necessarily in my view, but just in the the way they operate. Just taking a back step, like Game Freak's games aren't the most important thing to the Pokemon series. They are in the point of, uh, I guess, developing the characters and the Pokemon and the region and just setting the tone for like everything else to come. But like Pokemon Go is like there's something to do each week that's constantly evolving. And just like merchandise, anime, and all that—that that is like honestly the most important thing, uh, I guess, to to them being like the Pokemon company. Yeah. So that's that's, that's been a little bit concerning, but I think uh, just in that right, it doesn't necessarily mean that Pokemon's going to, going to become irrelevant because of what Game Freak's doing. I think it's just going to stick around because they got cute characters, they got cool characters, they got like just a vast amount of. Um, different stuff to offer as far as merchandise and cartoons and that going. Yeah. 
I don't think it'll go anywhere. No, not at all. And especially in Japan. Um, I think about, yeah. I think I went to Japan five years ago or so, and you walk anywhere and there's something related to Pokemon. Um, it's the reach in, in Japan is incredible. It's absolutely amazing. So have you ever been to Japan? No, I really want to go. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I've, I've really got to go back one day. Uh, but I just remember walking in like the Pokemon Stadium stores, um, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Center, yep. Pokemon Center stores, um, and just walking in there and just seeing like rows and rows, like the walls are walls. They're just plush toys. It's ridiculous. And oh. yeah, that reach, that reach is incredible. I would love to go to a Pokemon Center so bad. Um, My, my partner, she went, uh, she went on a holiday and she went via the Singapore airport. And it wasn't yeah. until she got back, I'm like, I found out there was a, a Pokemon Center at the Singapore airport. I'm like, oh, my God. I wish I just got you to go and get me a hoodie and a couple of plushes and <laughs> everything, you know. I can yeah. see myself just being like, one of that, one of that, one of that. Because I've would, I would loved just some Pokemon plushes just for, like, the cabinet back here just to put for, like, just a background for when we do videos and stuff. And I reckon just be Who'd you get? Cool. Oh, I haven't got anyone, but I'd love to get something. I've got um, I've got like a few Pokemon amiibo, and I got like these handcrafted uh, poke balls with like the tops clear. I got them. Oh yeah, yeah. I got them at Avcon in uh, Adelaide actually by um, I can't remember the name of the artist, but yeah, they're just uh, really awesome. I just I love them so much. So more. Uh, so if you, if you had to get a if you had to get a plush toy of mm-hmm. any Pokemon, what would that be? Uh, well, I think I just, I, I just need a Pikachu because Pikachu's sure. the mascot. I need a Pikachu. That's just, that's, that's a different answer. I need a Pikachu. Standard. That'd be the first one I buy because why not? But sure. for like one of my favorite, po- I'll, I'll want a Latias. It's yeah. Like, okay. It's one of my favorites. So I definitely need one of them. Uh, another favorite of mine, which is a, an odd one is a Porygon Z. Love Porygon Z. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I reckon that'd be pretty cool as a plush. Uh, I reckon a Tyranitar, like actually a, like a bigger plush, like one that's like size of It'd like half cool. of your body. I reckon that'd be sick. Um, like you, <laughs> have see, you like, seen the big, yeah, sorry. The big Mareeps. Yeah, I have. They're like 500 <laughs> bucks or something. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm a sheep farmer, so I don't want any uh, Mareep <laughs> in my enough. house. Yeah, I've, I've seen enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, What's another one? I was, like, oh, I was, I was going to say, have you seen like the big Snorlax bean bags? I reckon that would be pretty sick. Yeah. Just they, like, <laughs> they do look amazing. Just jump on it. <laughs> just sleeping on a Snorlax. Yeah. Um, the Gengars are really cool as well. Yeah, have you seen them? Yeah, Gengar makes an you, awesome plush. Just put your head in his mouth and just let sleep like that. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, the, the bed pillow thing. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Yeah, that is really weird. I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't sleep with my head in something. You know? No, it's too claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird idea. But, you know, in Japan, it might make sense to sort of get rid of some noise or something. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to look for answers. But I guess uh, what what are some of your favorite Pokemon and all that, like, that you'd get plushes of? Charmander. He's definitely a staple. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd go Charmander for sure. Uh, I've always liked Lavatar. Yeah. Like, I always... I don't know. I always like the smaller Pokemon. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is about that, about me. Um, but like I was saying with uh, when I played Heart Gone, Soul Silver and I brought all the uh, Pokemon over, I liked it when they were strong but small. But then when they evolved in Tyranitar, I'm like, yeah, Tyranitar's cool, but I want Lavatar back. Like, yeah. Lavatar's awesome. 
Um, Trap Inch. Yes. I always like Trap Inch. Yeah, he's man. really cool. Um, and I, I loved Flygon as well. He was he was real OP in my in my game. Uh, I don't mind Tentacle as well. I know that, I know that's a weird answer. No, Tentacle's cool. Tentacle is cool. <laughs> tentacle is cool. That's why it's I feel the, like it's in the name, man. And that's just why it's called Tentacle. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. I feel like I can have him like on my back, and then his tentacles like down down the front of me, and just like this camera. Can he control when he stings, though? That's the question. Not this one. Oh well, you don't want that. You don't yeah. want it on your no, body. no, not not this one, not this one, not the one I get. All the others, sure, but not mine. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, I had this uh, realization with Amiibo when they had the Super Smash Bros. set. Um, yeah. Like I've, I'm like, I, I love Super Smash Bros. I love Nintendo. I'm going to get a few Amiibo when they first release. I've got Mario. <laughs> uh, uh, Pit is one of my main characters. Oh, Pit. Ike. He's one of my main characters. Get Ike. King DDD, one of my main characters. Get King DDD. Then it goes on and on and on. Yep. And I'm like, hmm, I like a lot of the Smash characters, apparently. I've bought like 30 of these things. I was originally Only just, 30. I don't know. I've got, I've, I've got, more, I've got more than 30. Um, but 30, <laughs> 30 still sounds like too much, doesn't it? But I can imagine the same with Pokemon. It's like, oh, there's a, there's a Charmander plush. Well, fantastic. I've got to get the three, the three of them now so they're all next to each other and looks like a set. <laughs> So then you've got like your 20 favorite Pokemon. Then it's like, well, I actually quite enjoyed the Johto region. I'm going to represent that with the three Johto starters. And of course, yeah, I better get the, the pseudo legendaries. I better put them next to each other. They'll look pretty cool. Then all of a sudden you've got a whole room of these plushes. So I reckon I've got to be extremely hard on myself if I ever go to a Pokemon center because holy, holy moly. Yeah. That's that's the scary part about Pokemon because every time there's a new generation, there's at least a hundred Pokemon new. And just think of that hundred Pokemon. So that's a hundred new plushies, hundred <laughs> new different kind of plushies. What yeah. other company does that? Uh, don't know. None. <laughs> <laughs> that silence is like we're, we're just both trying to ponder it. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. None. Hmm. Does does a PlayStation introduce a hundred new characters with each game? I don't know. They do not know. <laughs> It's not 100 new characters in an Uncharted 4? I don't think so. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, it's so, crazy. There's so many. What, they're up to like 800 and something now? Yeah, it's 800 and something or other. That's a. Uh, that's, that's so many. That's, that's our Siri. I'll, while you're doing that, I'll always remember the uh, that episode of the light, uh, what was it, the light tower or something with the with uh, Bill and he's in the Kabuto. Yeah. And I, I just remember... I. It will always stick with me. The line where he says, "There's 150 Pokemon. Some think there are more. Like there, you go to another country. Like it's a boat ride, and there's another 150 over there. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you're a terrible, you're a terrible researcher if you think that it's just 150. Yeah, I assumed he was talking about Mew, but it's just like it, it, hindsight is so funny when you look back on like uh, previous yeah. Pokemon gens, especially in the first ones where it's just like. Like, oh, you know, we've got 150. There's so much more to see. It's like, yeah, literally. Like, I've I've looked at it now. There's 893 <laughs> Pokemon, <laughs> and that's yeah. that's not including forms or Gigantamax forms or Mega Evolutions yeah. or just uh, different shakeups in designs. But that is just like the core amount of Pokemon. So, Professor that's Oak, he was he was missing a few, and then especially <laughs> when they go to like a different region, he comes back. He just pretends that he knows it all. Yeah. So, oh, I knew what a Hariyama was the whole time. <laughs> did you it's like did you you could have told us you could have told us i was like as soon as he goes he's just like flicking through books and like yeah gotta learn that one gotta learn that one yeah yeah 
It's like he comes back. He's like, oh, all these Pokemon. Oh, you already know them? Yeah, I knew them as well. Sure, sure mate. So you could have told me who Ho-Oh was in the very first episode, but you decided not to. What type of person does that make you, Professor Oak? Samuel Oak? Yeah. Hmm? Hmm? He just, he just wants, you know, you know the story where he just wants you to go out so you can talk to Ash's mum. <laughs> you know that story. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah, that definitely happened. <laughs> Jesus. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know what that bird type Pokemon is. You better, you better go find out. Yeah, He's yeah. gone. He's gone. Come on. Yeah, you can imagine just like a 10 year old kid. You're just like, you, you bend down to, to, to their level. You're like, all right, mate, I really need to find out all these. There's a lot of creatures around. I need to find out what they're all about. So you go out, you're going to find them, and this little kid goes, okay. Runs, yeah. out, <laughs> ru- runs out the door, and you're just like, righty, put on my nice shirt and over to <laughs> over to whatever her name is. What's Ash's mum's name again? I can't remember. Ash's mum. There we go. Doesn't I know. think it is just Ash's mum. Surely she has a name. No, nah, she she does have a name. Ash's mum's name. So we got we got Google here, ladies and gentlemen. Google's Ash's. amazing. What, what, what an age we live in. Ash's mum's name. Uh, Delira? Catchem? Really? The Japanese is Hanako. There you go. Also Hanako. known as Mrs. Catchem. Yeah. I think that's just what we know. <laughs> or Ash's mum. What was the English name again? Delira? Uh, Delica? Delica. Uh, D-E-L-I-A. I-A. Delia? Must be Delia, yeah. Never heard that name before. Yeah. I think uh, like in the Sun and Moon anime, she had like a bit more prominent role other than just Ash's mum. Yeah, so that's they, right. They probably say it a bit more, but it's just probably. like, so oh, we're going to mom's house again, type of thing, <laughs> type of thing in the <laughs> earlier series. I just remember there was a there was a band episode. Have you ever watched those band episodes, the early band episodes? Uh, yeah, I did with like the gun and Porygon and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're so weird to go back to. But that one with the um, where James from Team Rocket and he has like the yeah has the big breasts and all that kind of stuff yeah. and the swimsuit competition. Oh, that was that was so weird to watch. Uh, going back to it and seeing Ash's mum and Ash's mum in a bathing suit as well. I'm like, that's weird. That's it, that's gonna awaken something later, but that's weird. Yeah, like you know, give yourself boobs or whatever, but at for, for that like that short amount of time, that's that's some dedication to catching Pikachu. That really is going under surgery and taking all that on. So you know, James doesn't take doesn't get the credit that he deserves. He's a brave man. That's right. That's right. You gotta <laughs> credit where it's due. Yeah, absolutely. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, to start wrapping things up, uh, I guess it, you know this year is the twenty fifth year anniversary, and we're going to be getting products and all of that shoved down our throats, new game announcements, mm-hmm. et cetera. What's something you're really uh, hoping for to celebrate the 25th anniversary, whether it's game-wise, anime-wise, product-wise, or something what that would excite you if it got announced at the end of February? Well, I know there's the there's the rumors of the Gen 4 remakes. Um, Gen 4, we haven't talked about Gen 4, I think, this entire episode, but Gen 4 was the one where I kind of dropped off a little bit, but I think that's what they're going to do um, is that Gen 4 remake. Um, what I hope for, honest, honestly, what I would hope for is what I'm already getting, which is new Pokemon Snap. I've been waiting 20-odd years for that. Uh, knowing that that's coming now, I think my my anniversary wish has already come true. So I can't that's really awesome. ask for too much more, knowing that that is coming true. Um, but you're right. We are going to get 
we are going to get merchandise. We are going to get plush toys, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's going to be it's going to be shoved down our throats, but we're going to enjoy every second of it. So I can't really say too much there. Yeah. Um, prepare your wallet, everyone. Every- yes. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of things where we're just like, oh, that looks nice. I know just like on-, on Oh, the- it's going to be a hard year. <laughs> on the trading card side of things, they're just like, they're introducing just like jumbo cards for each uh, starter Pokemon. They're doing it each month throughout the year. I'm like- yeah, no, I want that. That'd be fun getting jumbo cards, and <laughs> I got, I've got, I got it all pre-ordered with the binder and everything. I'm like, cool, because I've only just recently got into uh, the Pokemon TCG again, just with, uh, I guess, all the hype that's going on. And every now and again, I jump into it. And the last time I really got into it was 2016. I ordered like 200 bucks worth of Pokemon cards, and uh, I think that's happening again. <laughs> my wallet, my wallet's just like Drew. No. But it can't it can't slap me out of it. I'm I'm I'm, nah. in, I'm in deep. <laughs> it's the market the marketing they're good. They know they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know they know what they're doing. I'm a sucker. It's a perfect situation. <laughs> uh, just to everyone's happy. Get my money, and at the end of the day, it makes me happy. So that's all. That's all I need. That's it. It's only going. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's only going to pay for bills or you know, get get saved for you know bigger purchases that'll help me in my later life. You know. What's the good of that? May as well spend it on Pokemon cards and Amiibo. Who needs electricity? No. Like, oh, I guess I do if I was going to do the podcast and stuff. I better th- Maybe I should well, think yeah. about that. You know, internet. Internet is pretty important <laughs> for doing this. We're doing this over the internet. Yep, mm. yep that's true. Oh, okay, uh, gas. Gas bill. You don't need gas. No, nah, I don't need gas. Cold showers. Cold showers. Light a fire. Cook your food. You're fine. There's, yeah, no, there's no, your Pokemon. No, no, there we go. So, all right. Electricity. Internet. Essential. That, that, that's all I need. Food. Um, you know, people throw out food. I can go and find it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There are bins. There are bins. There are bins. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I like, well, I love that sort of, um, just a rationale. Just like, there are bins. There's food in there. Yeah. It's fine. People, th- people are very wasteful. Yeah. There's a bakery. There's sandwiches. <laughs> There's a bakery in town here. You know, and they get rid of it. They, they shove it off. There you go. Yeah. Now we're thinking. Yeah. No, uh, I, I did say before, if there were any younger listeners, uh, I better just reinforce that. Uh, be be good of your money. Save your money. Uh, I am joking. This is money I've set aside for my Pokemon cards and my silly hobbies. Don't take it too too seriously. Don't eat out of bins. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah, don't eat out of bins. Mm. Pay your bills. Yep. If you don't have any bills, you know. that's good. That means you're living at home with your parents. You're living life. You're there you go. It. Yeah. Remember the days Keep working when, for pocket money. Yeah, you got to work for your pocket money. I remember uh, saving up my pocket money for Fire Red. I was uh, doing garden work and was it $10 a day or something? <laughs> it's like $10 a day? How'd you get $10 a day? I got like $5 a week. Outrageous. Oh, I, f- I thought it was about to go somewhere else. Like, $10 a day? Jeez. That's it? I probably only did like three hours on a Saturday or something, mind you. I just remember... Like raking the leaves and you know just mundane stuff like that. I was like, all right, Sonny Jim, you go over there and do that. And yeah, I remember that being like a really special thing. Actually, buying Fire Red, saving up for the game because I guess that was my first Pokemon game I bought with my own money. Because the other stuff I got for Christmas and stuff like that. I think I can say the same. I reckon I got Leaf Green, but I reckon I can say exactly the same. I think that was my first game that I bought myself. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> and how torturous was the wait for Fire Red? Because it was like six months, yeah. six months after Japan, and not only that, it was three months after America. 
So there's little old Drew just looking at Cerebri.net every day. Being like, all right. <laughs> Man, it was hard. Well, I, did, I, I didn't keep up with the news as much, and I remember buying it, but I, I knew nothing about it. And I don't, I don't know how I knew nothing about it because, you know, I run a news website now. Go figure. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, I remember buying it. I, I bought Leaf Green, and I popped into my Game Boy Advance, and I started playing. I'm like, oh, this is the first game. Oh. And I got really dis. I didn't know it was a remake, and I got really disappointed by it. And then I, you know, got addicted to it. And I'm like, this is amazing. Uh, but back then, I just got really disappointed because it was like I've already played this. I thought yeah. it was a new game. That yeah. was a very no. yeah. So I didn't. I, I didn't actually play the original games until after I played through Fire Red and Leaf Green. So that uh, that, that, that would have been hard to go back to. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I think we might end it there, Alex. Um, I'm really, really happy and that you came on the podcast. Thank you very much for spending no, your thank time you for having me. here talking to me. And uh, I'm looking forward to you know our fr- future friendship and that in the in the podcast yeah. realm and the Nintendo community. Yeah, absolutely. We're, I mean, we're both from SA as well. You are look, four hours away, but still, um, I'm sure I'll probably see you around eventually. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. I always love talking about Pokemon, so I'm always I'm always here if you need. Yeah, awesome. So if anybody wants to go and check out your work on the website and all that, just uh, give us some uh, pointers where we can go and check it out. Yeah, of course. Uh, Switchaboo.com is where all the um, all the big stuff happens. Uh, we've just started a podcast, so we've only got episode one. Like that's how fresh it is. So episode one, we got we're recording episode two tomorrow, which is going to be really cool. Um, patrons to get it two days early for just one dollar. Um, or Fridays, it's on all major platforms. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. We, we talk about all Nintendo stuff, similar to House of Mario. Uh, we talk about all Nintendo stuff, but, yeah, it's all, it's always good fun. Yeah, We, we can't talk about it enough. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, you need to just be able to talk and talk and talk and talk about uh, Nintendo to do a podcast, I guess. That's, that's, where that's, we, it, my po- <laughs> that's where we come from. With Bryce and I, we're just like, talk, 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 and it's like, hey, maybe we should do a podcast. Oh, okay. Because I was already. Yeah. Should probably start recording this, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So go and go and check out the podcast. Go and check out the website. Uh, all the links are in the show notes below. If you like, check him out on Twitter and all of that stuff. To keep up to date. Because God, God forbid, in 2021, we need to be kept up to date on social media. We do. We? we do. Because what? Happened? Oh, there's not enough information out there. Yeah. No. If if we weren't caught up, what would we do with ourselves? You know. That's right. Enjoy uh, the s- stuff we already have. Maybe. I don't know. That's yeah. a question for another day. Another, who's going to write all that news? IGN? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, IGN, they, you know, they miss a fair bit when it comes to the Australian side of things. So it's good. That's, that is true. That, that's where you can uh, pick up the slack. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> oh, I'm on it, boss. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much. And the doors to the house of Mario are closed. Catch you later. I gotta get that sound effect board. It's, it's fun, <laughs> man. You'll uh, you'll enjoy it if you ever do pick one up. <laughs>